Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Hello, everyone. This is Roberta. Roberta Inspires. My voice is getting a little better. And I want to greet you with Jesus' joy and say hello. And I'm so glad you could join me today for this show and this episode. Um, It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be wonderful because we have Dr. Lawana Herrick on the show. She's been on before, and she's a powerful, powerful woman of God. And it's my hope that you will share with others that we are on air right now. I want you to be praying with us and praying for us. There are always challenges in doing live broadcasts. And um, so we have ours. <laughs> and um, we're just getting ready to bring her on air. And she should be dialing in with us for a moment. But anyway, in the meantime, let me remind you of what Inspire Radio is all about. It's here to teach women who are called to entrepreneurship and women who are called to leadership principles and strategies um, from scripture and tactics and so forth, uh, business tactics that you will need, and the principles of being a gold exceeder which I hope you see yourself as. We have to walk and declare and decree who we are in Christ, and then we have to walk it out with his help, not on your own, but by the grace of God. His grace is made perfect in weakness. So even if you're not that great at it or not feeling like you're that great at it, know that the grace of God is ever available and present for you. All righty. So, we had last week, of course, um, we had our guests. We've had Dr. Tina, I mean, Dr. Uh, Tina Moore Brown to come on, and she just lit things on fire. And this week, Dr. Lawana Harris is going to take us to even higher heights. So hold on, and I'm going to bring her in in just a moment, if you'll hold, please. Hello, Dr. Harrod. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Thank you for having me on your show. Um, oh, I'm blessed, and you are more than welcome. You've been here before with us, and you've done a wonderful, wonderful job of sharing the Lord with us. And so, of course, you're back. <laughs> you're back. <laughs> for those of you who do not, for folks who do not know you, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your ministry, please? Um, I am the um, director of an organization called Christian Sisters Foundation. If you ever have to go there, it's sistersfoundation.org. And we are a ministry that ministers to the abused women from the out, uh, from the inside out. Many of us have um, been wounded, and but we're still showing residue of that abuse. So we help you walk it out and uh, hopefully um, fill up those places and keep moving forward in the Lord um, because he has so much work for us to do and to also heal our, our sisters that are coming alongside of us or behind us 
need to help bring them forward. Very good. How long has your organization um, existed? I think it's been a number of years, if I remember correctly. Uh, yes, since 1991, we've been in existence. Right. Um, so we've partnered with many other organizations, um, helping um, minister to those women. And um, out of that, God has really tremendously blessed us. Um, we are now in the process of um, partnering with other um, entities to at least, you know, get the word out that God still heals and he wants to heal us. And uh, so that's our voice and that's our message for this season um, that we don't have to walk around wounded. And so you've been in existence well over 20 years, I think, easily. Um, yeah. You guys are doing a, doing a great, great work. And you're very, very busy. Um, Now, one of the things I want to talk about today is this issue of recalibrating. um, Mm -hmm. And as we agreed, healing on the journey. Mm -hmm. Why why do you call it a journey? What is a journey of healing? What does that mean? Well, we are all, we're all on some sort of journey. And I think the recognition for me was, um, you know, something that happened 40 years ago. And, you know, you never know how that affected or infected you or impacted you. And I thought, mm-hmm. I, you know, I had forgotten all about it. And um, it was a situation, you know, um, young man that I was involved with. And when he came back after 40 years and he said to me, I am sorry, and I'm like, I'm sorry. And I started unpacking. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't realize just that little statement alone said it, it spoke volumes to me. And then out of that, other stuff started coming along. So I knew that it was a journey that happened 40 years ago, but now I'm here at this place in my life that God is still healing my heart. He's still healing the places that I thought that were still that, that were hidden behind my heart. Yes, I've given God my heart, but there were some things that I wasn't willing to let go of because of the pain or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was... Um, Maybe I was afraid of how it was going to affect me. Was I going to hurt? Was I going to cry? And, you know, what what was it going to do to me? So, but I say, I believe that coming along this journey also is to make sure that you have somebody there to support your fallout, meaning that um, sometimes when we do have these impactful situations that happen, we need to have somebody. Yes, God is there, but we need, sometimes we need that That's human right. touch um, that right. will okay. um, help us, right, to help us and say, you know, come on, girl, let's keep going, you know, drop that off here or whatever the case may be. Um, but for me, it was me picking up the phone and calling somebody and say, I need to talk. So you have to have that, that person that you can talk, you can tell your stuff to, that you know that right. um, it's not going anywhere. But you know what I'm saying? So that journey for mm-hmm. me was freeing. And in turn, I was able to go back and help some other women unpack some things that happened in their lives 20, 30, 40 years ago. You know what I'm saying? And so it's, mm-hmm, it's just mm-hmm, amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes. We, we as women, we 
you know, we pack on a girdle or whatever we have, but we pack so much in our emotions because we're worried about what somebody else feels or what somebody else may say and never giving voice to how we feel or how that infected us or impact us. And so it's just important that in, in this season that we unpack our stuff and unpack it in the right audience and who the Lord has assigned to help walk you through that journey. And the journey some of us may take a, a short while, some of us may take a lifetime, but nonetheless, we're still on this journey, and God has called us to come forward, and he's called us to be healed. He said, be healed. And so what does that mean to you? Be healed, you know, and so when, when, when God says that, that's a command when he said to be healed. So right. that must be something he must have been saying, something directly to me about being healed. So when he said that to me, 40 years later, this young man comes back into my life. And, oh, my God, that I, I think I cried for like three days because I didn't really realize how much that right. impacted me. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That is powerful, a powerful, powerful story. And, mm-hmm. you know, in dealing with hurt and pain and needing to heal from it, um, mm-hmm. where do you think the process, the journey actually starts? Acknowledgement. You have to okay. acknowledge. Um, so when a sister or brother comes up to you and say, how you doing? And you know you're dealing with something. You can't say, oh, I'm good. I'm blessed. They asked you for a reason. Mm-hmm. How you doing? And we have to be able to be honest. Um, maybe that present moment may not be the right moment, but say, hey, can I talk mm-hmm. with you a little bit longer? Because you asked the question, so, you know, let me, um, let me get back with you and let me talk to you about how I'm really feeling. So I believe that the first step is acknowledging the fact that there was something that hurt you or something someone said that triggered, because we all have triggers. (laughs) We Mm -hmm. all have triggers, so you have to realize it Mm -hmm. and um, know that, hey, yes, that did happen, and I want to get over it. I want to move to the next phase in my life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the things that I know is kind of challenging um, for people, especially, you know, we're in an environment where we – you know, lay hands on people, they come up for prayer, and, mm-hmm. you know, that happens. And then sometimes, you know, sometimes that's all it takes. Other mm-hmm. times they continue to mm-hmm. struggle. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm curious if you'll explain to our listeners a little bit about that dynamic. Is healing a one act or a process? Because the frustration comes when you think it's going to be one act, and you're not better. Well, like I said, the first um, realization is to acknowledge where you are. Yes, some people mm-hmm. it was going to take us, a, you know, a, a, some more steps to get to our healing, and sometimes we just have to continue to peel away at what's hurting us to get to the root of it, because there is a root. And where did it start? Who did it? Um, I can even tell you for from my journey, I can tell you the day, the time, if it was sunny, if I heard birds, I could tell you what the day looked like when my abuse happened. I could tell you what 
what had happened preceding that abuse because sometimes that gets stuck in my in your memory that mm-hmm. um you, it, you, it, we rehearse it over and over and over again what did I do and then we mm-hmm. start past, you know having the blame game about you know well maybe right. it was me and you know maybe it was what I had on or you know maybe I said something but nonetheless we still have to acknowledge where we are and then we have to put the blame where it goes. If there is blame to be assigned, and uh, mm-hmm. put it where it belongs, and then you have to talk it out. If you have to write it down now, and, and my one of my first books um, that I wrote called Junk in My Trunk, and it's actually a journey. And the book, the cover of the book has a, 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 a trunk that's exploding with stuff. And so what mm-hmm. I did was um, um, I assigned. Um, I told you what was in my trunk and why it was packed away. Like I said, we're good packers. We're very good packers. But when, the, right. when it becomes so uh, to the point where it, it explodes, say, mm-hmm. where is all this stuff going to go? You know, who, who is it going to land on? Is my anger going to land on somebody because I acknowledge something? So you have to realize where you are in the emotions that are attached to it. So in this book, Junk in My Trunk, it, it, it's a little workbook, and it takes you on a journey. And at the end of that book, it has a um, a sympathy card, and I tell you to get you a song, preach you a message, and I need you to write a sympathy card to that thing. Then I tell you burn it, because one thing about it, you don't want anybody catching hold of your stuff. So I tell you to burn it. Don't give it to nobody because this is one of those workbooks. This is a personal workbook. So you can't just share it with anybody because then they will ignore your stuff because everybody can't handle your stuff. You know what I'm saying? So right. um, That's I tell right. you in the book, yes. You know, I remember um, when I was um, in church, when I first got saved, and there was a young lady, uh, an older lady at my church, and every time I would come to church, and she knew something was up with me, and I would go and sit beside her, and I would lay my head on her shoulder, and she said to me, mm-hmm. I know. And then she said, let's go for a ride. She took me on this ride Mm. along G.W. Parkway, and G.W. Parkway has these little turn-offs. She said, pull it right Right. here. And when I tell you, we talked for hours. The windows were foggy, Mm. but she let me talk and get it out. And you know what she told me? Now leave it here. She took Mm. my secret. She passed away, but she took my secret. You understand? You got to know who you can tell Mm -hmm. your stuff to. Right. That helped me walk How do you recognize? Mm-hmm. How do you recognize that person? Because, you know, you brought that up a couple of times. How do you actually recognize the safe person? Like you said, because if you tell it to the wrong people, one, it's all over the place, or mm-hmm. they don't know how to respond to what you're sharing. Um, mm-hmm. And especially when it comes to things like, uh, child abuse or even domestic abuse, people don't, or emotional, you know, just emotional mm-hmm. pain, people don't always want to accept it. Mm-hmm. How mm-hmm. do you know when there's a safe person? You know, it's, 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 it's like a knowing in your, in your gut that you can, you've been walking with this person um, you've seen them in action, and maybe you've had some interactions okay. with them. And all the while, it doesn't matter what's going on, they always treated you the same way. You know what I'm saying? They could have heard something about mm-hmm. you. Instead of them, 
you know, treating you any differently. They still came up beside you and they say, listen, I heard something and, you know, I just want to pray with you or whatever. You know that's a safe person because they're coming to you. They're not spreading the rumor or they're whatever. And so in your gut you say, oh, my God, that's a, that's that's some no one has ever done that to me. So that's a, that's a good sign. When someone approaches you about something you did, you know, sometimes we do stuff a little, little crazy sometimes. We get a little cray-cray sometimes. And if somebody mm-hmm. comes to the words, it's clear that if you see your brother or sister overtaken in a, in a fault, if you see them, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's a, a slogan that's going around here in D.C., if you see something, say something. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? Go, yeah, oh, yeah. You go and say something. Right. So you have to, so, but in your gut, you know, and they're they're calling, they're checking on you, they're 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 pulling you alongside of them. That's a safe place. You know what I'm saying? They're not letting anybody come up and mm-hmm. say anything to you. Yeah. So you have to build. You gotta be, you know, watchful, and you gotta listen, but you gotta know your gut, what your gut's saying. But you know, you have these people that just want to share their stuff, and they, we call them leaky people. They just leaking all over the place, and that's because they mm-hmm. haven't found the right person to tell their stuff. That they haven't found that gut, that that covering. And I know that the the word is also clear that he will hide you under the shadow of the Almighty. He's going to hide you during that healing place. So that person brought you alongside, they pulled you close, and they said, now, just just sit and just let's talk it, you know, just talk it out. You know, that's a safe person, I believe. And I don't believe that they're there for, you know, to get to your stuff. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, mm-hmm, those persons mm-hmm. will run off and quickly, they will run off quickly and tell yourself, but the person that stays close, that's the person that you want to talk to. Hmm. So observation, their consistency, their confidentiality, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. like you said, your your gut. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very good. Now, the, the people that you minister to, um, how how you all help them from a spiritual standpoint and the emotional standpoint? Do you mm-hmm. team with other people like counselors and so forth? You know, are people put in with people of that nature or is that contained within the context of your ministry? No, absolutely. You have to know your level of deliverance. You have to know who you can help and would be able to refer. It has it happens on a counseling level um, that you have to, some people need more help than we can give them. But at least we started the process and then we refer out. Um, but there um they are definitely within our organization, meaning people that we've partnered with, some other nonprofit organizations or Christian organizations. And sometimes I um, refer them to uh, a counselor. So I have people on my list that I can refer to, especially those that are dealing with drug issues, um, if those that are dealing with abortion, you know, the, um, um, the stigma of abortion. We'll, you know, I can mm-hmm. refer them out. Because that comes with a whole nother, um, that's a whole nother level of, of um, things that they need to talk out and talk through. And um, so, yeah, we have, um, we have partnered with uh, a lot of people um, to help us with this process. So we don't try to do it alone because our hands will be just too full. 
Um, but you right. know, we love the people, we love on them, and we make sure that they're comfortable with the referral before, you know, say, I'm, I want to refer you out, I can't handle that. You have to be very sensitive to people. So we'll say, you know, we'll walk with them. We may even have lunch or dinner, and then we'll start getting them involved in their process. So it's not a, we don't just hand them off. That would be kind of cruel, <laughs> you know, drop them off right, at the door. Right, right, That would be kind of cruel. You we don't connected. do that. Yeah, we stay connected, and even to this day, we still have people, you know, that are, you know, come back, and they they're eating now, helping out with the ministry. So we're we're grateful for that. That is very good. And your ministry is a five hundred one c three, correct? Is that correct? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah, I want people to know that. I mean, this is a, you know, a bona fide, uh, formalized organization. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just somebody saying. Oh, we minister to the hurting, and it's kind of fly by nighty and up and down. Mm-hmm. This has been established since 1991, and established as a 501c3. So you can't mm-hmm. take donations to people need to know if they believe in the mission. I want to go back, um, just kind of back to this one point: the point of healing, and again, mm-hmm. it being an act or a process. Um, mm-hmm. What, how do expectations uh, make the difference? Like I said, because sometimes people are expecting it to be a one act and they find mm-hmm. that this is taking longer and longer and longer. How mm-hmm. do you move people in that case, if you know, if that is the case, to really accept that this is going to be a journey and not just a quick trip to the store, so to speak? Um, you can pretty much tell, you know, you know sometimes it's, Someone will say, oh, you know, she said this to me, and that really hurt me. So you know that that's kind of like, okay, now you got to get your mind right because, you know, you're getting ready to come out of this. But then there are some that um, have been hurt, and they've been carrying it around for years. And you can tell it in their posture. You can tell it in the way they receive people. Some you think they're shy, but they're really not shy. They're just wounded. And um, mm-hmm. so they're afraid to get attached to other people. So I mean, there was this, uh, a young lady at my ch- uh, my church, and every time, you know, just before service would end, she would, like, skedaddle and hit the door. Well, I started racing her to mm-hmm. the door. <laughs> so I knew that there was something. So I believe that that was the Holy Spirit that, that really directed mm-hmm. me to her. Directed so, mm-hmm. and we're still walking through her process, and it's been it's been now a couple of years, but we're still walking through it. And she's becoming a little bit more comfortable with sharing her journey, and her journey has been a real it's it's a real deep one. So you walk her through it. You just walk and you and you always make sure that you're accountable and you're connected and you're you're just loving on her because um she that's something that she had not had in her life. So it, it you like I said, those are people that you just can't drop off. So I like I said, I would just race her to the door and I would just make sure that she she knew she saw my face. I'm here. Here I am, you know. And, and every time now, she'll just laugh about it. She said, this little woman just kept running after me, and she went almost tripping, <laughs> but she would not let me out that door because if she knew if I got out that door, I was not coming back. Mm. So you just Thank have you. to know, yeah. And I believe it's the Holy Spirit that directs us. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, like I said, I guess I'm stressing you know, the importance of people accepting 
that mm-hmm. healing may be a process. Yeah. Because they see you see so much on TV and conferences, everything is high and you know, people are laying on hands, they hit the floor mm-hmm. and then they just mm-hmm. think, you know, it's all done. But you said something that is important, which is there's a peeling away and God knows when to peel the next layer and oh, the next yeah. layer and the next layer. Yeah. yeah. Are there, mm-hmm. um, well, let me ask you this. How do people reach out to you? Let's do that first, and then I'll get to the other question. Um, they How do they reach, reach out, out to you? To, um, I'll get an inbox, an a, a email, and then our website is also set up where we can chat with them. So sometimes it will be one-on-one chat with them. Um, some persons will, like I said, email or chat. Um, some people will call. Um, you know, what's, want to know what's email? happening what next. It? It's info at sistersfoundation.org. And how do you spell sisters? S-I-S-T-A-H-S. Okay, foundation.org. Foundation. Mm-hmm. With an S, S-I-S-T-A-H org. Everybody get that down. <laughs> Okay, so yes. that's email. Now, what's your, what is your website? Uh, the website is um, sistersfoundation.org. Okay, we got that. And are you mm-hmm. um, available on Facebook or Twitter or Instagram, any of those places? Mm-hmm. Or, on Facebook. Or should they reach out to your organization? Okay, go ahead. On Facebook, it's uh, Christian Sisters Foundation. So you have a page. Yes. And what if they want to reach out to you personally to speak or something like that? How do you do um, that? That number is yeah. That number is two four zero two four four six zero eight two. There we go. It's two four zero, folks. Two four four six zero eight two. That mm-hmm. is wonderful. You are an author. How many books have you written? Um, I just finished my 10th book. Um, it's called Affirmations and Inspiration, and it's a journal. Oh, wow. um, so I've written, like, different sayings, and hopefully they will encourage um, someone. So that just came out uh, two weeks ago. And I'm finishing oh, wow. up one now. I'm finishing up one now called I'll Fight Till I Win, and it's dealing with family, mm. finances, and faith. Mm. So that should be out in like hopefully that. in the next week. Mm-hmm. I'll fight till I win. And it's a woman on the front cover, and she has a boxing gloves on. Now, you have several businesses, and <laughs> they are, um, yeah, yeah, so you, you got, and one is a publishing company, correct? Right. Um, the publishing company, um we um when i started when i started publishing books and had another company publish it and it just cost so much so when i um, right. formulated the publishing company and i promised god that i would not rob his people with the publishing and because i know the process and i know it don't take all that and i'm not in it for the money i'm in it to get the people to where they need to be you know what i'm saying get it right. out right right so um yeah so the publishing company is heritpublishing.com Okay, Herrick, Herrick Publishing, that's H-A-R-R-O-D, publishing.com. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to publish these links on Inspire Radio's page. 
That's mm-hmm. I-N-S-P-I-R-R-A-D-I-O, and that's on Facebook. So look for these um, links on on that page, folks. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask you, too, I had a couple more questions, like, whoa, but we're just about out of time. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have any events coming up is one question, and if you'll close mm-hmm. with a scripture that people can hold on to. Do you have okay. any upcoming events? We do. September the 15th, um, my other business, which is Herod Photography, uh, we are uh, shooting 30 entrepreneurs for the magazine of Trend, Wedding, and Lifestyle. And we're so excited about that. And it's going to be at the Western Hotel at the National Harbor in Oxfordville, Maryland. Wonderful. And they can find it out. Give us a scripture or some scriptures. You mentioned journaling. I want to talk to you more about that. I'm going to get you on another platform so we can keep this conversation going. But for today, maybe a Facebook Live, we're going to have to wrap this my, up. But um, give us – go ahead. My, my go-to um, scripture is um, Jeremiah 29:11. That God said he knows the mm. plan that he has for me, plans to prosper in me and not to harm me, plans to give me hope and a future. He said, when you call upon me and when you call me with your whole heart, I will be found by you. And then when he said, say of the Lord, I knew he said it. So I know that God mm. has something planned for me. You know, it's, it's not where, what we think it is. And I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur of two businesses now. You know what I'm saying? I, hadn't, I didn't realize that, that my assignment was not just in a nonprofit, but God had also the for-profit things because, you know, we want to do things in excellence, and I believe that God has great things planned for me. Oh, my God, I so believe that. I believe that. His mighty Wonderful. plans for me, yes. Well, thank you, and thank you for being our guest. And like I said, we'll get you on another platform and get you back on here. So God bless you, and my guest has been Dr. Lawana Herod of the Sisters foundation.org. Alrighty, yep. have a good week, folks, and thank you, Dr. Harris. Thank Bye-bye. you. Thank you. God bless.